It's time for the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're with us as we get set for week seven of the high school football season. We're going to talk with coaches throughout Marquette County, get you updated on what you need to know. But let's start with a look around the UP scoreboard going into this Friday night. And the week actually got started last night with an eight-player matchup as Engadine clinched a playoff spot as they took down Rapid River 48-28 in a game played in Engadine as they moved to 6-1 in the year Rapid River Falls to 3-4. Games coming up this evening, Kingsford 3-3. They're at home as they try to move above 500. They welcome Red Wing High School of Red Wing, Minnesota. They come in with an 0-5 record. Great Northern UP battle here in Marquette tonight as the Redmen 2-4 welcome the Menominee Maroons 4-2. Westpac Copper Division action. Calumet suffered their first loss in the regular season in their last 15 tries last week when they fell by one to Iron Mountain. They look to bounce back tonight and clinch a spot in the postseason when they visit Houghton. The Gremlins are 2-4 winners of two straight. Lots is at Westwood in a battle of 4-2 teams. That game can be heard right here on ESPN-UP. Pre-game show set for 6.40, kickoff at 7. We hope to have you along. Myself and Dave Bowes will have the call. Elsewhere in the West Pack tonight, Manistique 2-4 and four is at 4-2 and two Bark River Harris. The Emeralds coming off their second win of the year last week when they beat Munising. West Pack Iron Battle this evening, West Iron County at Ishpeming. West Iron 5-1, and one, the Hematites 4-2. and two. Winner of that game moves into sole possession of first place in the division. Non-conference matchup, East Jordan 1-5 and five at home. They take on Alcona, who comes in at two and four. NMFL Legacy Battle Harbor Springs 5 and 1 is at 6 and 0 Johannesburg Lewiston. That should be a really fun one tonight. Great Lakes West Conference Battle North Dickinson at 1 and 5 visiting Crystal Falls to take on 4 and 2 Forest Park. Eight player football Pickford with a chance to clinch a postseason spot tonight as they come in at 5 and 1. They'll have to do it though against undefeated St. Mary's of Gaylord. That game in Gaylord tonight, St. Mary's is 6 and 0. Another great Northern Conference Battle Gladstone tries to move above 500. The 3-3 three three Braves visit the 5-1 Escanaba Eskimos. Another non-conference battle, Rogers City at 1-5. They travel up to the Sioux, and they take on 4-2 Sioux St. Marie. Back to the Westpac, Hancock. They had their winning streak snapped last week by Westwood. They're 4-2 as they hit the road to take on unbeaten Iron Mountain as they come in 6-0 at playoff berth in hand, and they're in the driver's seat in the Copper Division. Elsewhere in the Westpac tonight, 0-6 Go Gibbet comes to Marquette County looking for their first win of the year. They will take on the Nagani Miners winners of four straight after starting the year 0-2. Gwynn at home tonight. Zamatel Towners look for their first win of the season coming in at 0-6. They will take on the Norway Knights 1-5 on the year. Another Westpac battle in the Iron Division. Munising looking to get in the win column for the first time. They're at home as they take on 3-3 Lake Linden Hubble. NMFL Legacy Battle St. Ignace at 3-3. They travel to Indian River. They take on 0-6 Inland Lakes. Rudyard at Cedar in a battle of three and three teams in Great Lakes Eastern Conference play, and the Great Lakes West Carney Nadeau at two and four hits the road, and they will take on one and five on to Noggin. Games coming up tomorrow. You've got four and two Brimley at two and four Superior Central and eight player football. Another eight player battle as Newberry travels to Powers. They will take on six and zero oh North Central Newberry is four and two. The only off team this week, Stevenson gets the bye in the UP. That's a look around the UP scoreboard for week seven of the high school football season. With that, let's turn it over to the phone lines, get some coaches on with us, and we'll get you caught up on what you need to know going into Friday night. 
Westwood Athletics on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you, joined by Patriot Athletic Director John Beckman. John, I appreciate you taking the time. Fall sports are in full swing. Tell me about some of the happenings that are going on at Westwood High School. Well, it, it's actually really good. We've, we've done a, um, I think we've done a nice job with, uh, with this group of young men. and You know, they're poised to uh, have a nice Friday night tonight and uh, position themselves for uh, making, a, making a playoff run. And I'm, I'm very happy with the way these kids have played and uh, the way they've been coached and um, the whole thing. The, the season has gone um, very well. Obviously, two losses. I don't ever want those, but, you know, sometimes those losses can help you when you get to uh, where we want to be and we want to play football in November. Well, John, for a long time, playoff appearances in football were a rarity at Westwood. You enjoyed them when you had them, but lately they've started becoming the norm. Tell me about this program and the direction it's headed. Well, Scott Scott has done a nice job of making sure we, um, not just during the season, but every off season is you play every sport. You're an athlete. You're not just a football player. You're an athlete and gets all those kids in the weight room and, and does all those things and it goes all the way down, and we've got a junior Patriots program at the middle school along with a uh, fifth and sixth grade team that wears Westwood across their chest. And I think that's a big part of it is um, those kids know what's expected of them from a very young point, and those expectations then come to fruition in the fact that we've been able to make some playoff runs and get to the playoffs and you know, one of the words that uh, Coach Sergeless says uh, to the players and has stuck with many of our kids is make this be the norm. When we're playing and there's snow on the field and we got to do whatever, make this be the norm. Well, John, tell me about that middle school program, what's been new for them and how their year's gone. Well, they've, they've, they had a, a good year. We just finished up with them. We have our under-the-lights game. Uh, with them, which we split the team into two, and they kind of play against each other and give them pizza and kind of showcase each kid and make sure each kid gets their number called and all those things. And, you know, it's it's really a, a point where, man, be, be proud of wearing that Westwood or that Patriot across your chest. That's really what it's about so that they can learn the game of football and uh, be our next generation of kids that hopefully make playoff runs. Well, John, let's talk about the JV football program because record-wise it looks like they got off to a tough start this year, although they were in a lot of ball games, and they've started putting a few wins together. Tell me about those guys. Well, and again, they're, they're, they're doing a nice job. They're a little undermanned in that we've got uh, quite a few sophomores playing varsity football and a couple that uh, stand on the sidelines because of injuries and things like that and including my son and uh they've they've persevered and it's kind of the next man up model and it's always good to make sure that we get reps for every kid in the program because that just bodes well for us into the future well john volleyball in full swing and they've got the district tournament coming up which they get a host this year tell me about them uh volleyball is doing good we had a uh, apparently a really great match with uh, Ishming last night. 
and uh, we came on the short end of that, but um, the coaches are really happy with the way they're doing that. And um, when we when we entered into the uh, Westpac, you know, some of the volleyball programs in the Copper Country are, let's just say, a little bit ahead of us as far as development and how young their program goes. So I think that's actually helped us and pushed us to try to uh, be better. But the coaches are pleased, and we're running three levels. We've got a freshman volleyball team, we've got a JV volleyball team, and we've got a varsity volleyball team. And they want to bring that into the middle school for either camps, clinics, and or some sort of uh, scrimmage-type atmosphere to try to get the younger girls going, too. So I think... Uh, I think top to bottom, the coaching staff is all about kids and how can we develop these student-athletes into being high school volleyball players. I mean, everybody everybody plays to end up at the varsity level and have success, but there's a process to get there. Well, John, volleyball hosts the district tournament this year. Tell me about that and what goes into putting that on. Well, uh, the way they do it now with the MHSAA is everything is a, a non-traditional draw. So while Westwood will host as long as we're winning, let's say, if we if we win our match, we'll continue to host. But otherwise, other schools also get to host because you know we got schools that are pretty far apart that you don't want to have to have Manistee come to Westwood necessarily three times in the same week if they were to proceed that kind of thing so it's nice to host i i i'm fortunate enough to get to do all the legwork for it i guess but um as long as westwood continues to win throughout that tournament we will continue to host on a big week for the tennis team as well as they took home uh, individual honors, they took home team honors, uh, good honors for Maddie, for Coach Massey. And tell me about that squad and the program, really the dynasty they built up there. It really is, very honestly, it really is special. The amount of uh, UP titles and um, other accolades that uh, we've we've got there is in large part to. Uh, Coach Massey and Coach Jackson. Hey, and Coach Jackson was Coach Massey's coach. And now Coach Massey takes over and Coach Jackson is helping her. And uh, we're very fortunate to be able to have two very knowledgeable people to run that program and uh, make sure that we're doing things right. And, again, they're in-season coaches and they're off-season coaches. They do things all the time to make sure that our girls are ready to go and have the best opportunity for success. So I, I couldn't be happier with where our tennis program's at. I talked to Coach Massey a couple of weeks ago, and she talked about trying to get something started and developed at the middle school level. Is there anything more that's developed with that? Um, not not per se, not yet, but um, we do all the camps and clinics and get those middle school kids over to Westwood High School into our beautiful facility to have uh, an opportunity to, you know, hit the ball around and learn from not only the coaches, but they learn from the older kids in the program. And that's very important, too. Somebody to look up to within the program is very important.
John, how about cross country? What have they been up to? Well, cross country is, you know, they, they keep plodding along, and we're all over the place. We're in the Copper Country. We're in Gladstone. We're in Nagani. We're, <laughs> we're all over the place with that. And uh, Coach Hill tells me that the kids are not only doing well, but having their numbers go up and setting personal records along the way. And uh, that's, you know, that's what we're looking for there. Anything I missed, John? Anything else that I forgot to touch on with Westwood Athletics that you want to make people aware of? You know, not not right now. I mean, we're we're in the midst of getting to the end of uh, our fall season and postseasons and all those things. And there's a very short window between the start of winter season. We're always in the we're always in the midst of what goes on from the time we get in in August until the time we leave in June. John Beckman is the athletic director at Westwood High School as the fall sports season officially in full swing. Appreciate the time as always, John. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you, Tanner. Back in a minute with more on ESPN-UP. At Eagle Mine, their competitive advantage is directly related to the caliber of their people. They attract, develop, and reward people who have the passion to make a significant contribution to the continued growth of their business. They don't just work here, they live here. They raise their families here. More than 75% of their people were born and raised in the Upper Peninsula, and they are proud to still call it home. If you would like to be a part of a team that is redefining the way the mining industry protects the environment, safeguards its people, and strives to be the best community partner, they encourage you to explore their job opening opportunities by visiting eaglemine.com forward slash careers. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjorkins Alki Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there's a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjorkins Alki Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy the this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming Hematai football with head coach George Nemi. His team coming off a 36-30 overtime win against Gwynn. Well, coach, let's talk about that one a little more in depth. You guys had a big lead at one point. Gwynn fought back in the second half, got its OT, and you guys were able to finish out from there. Tell me about that matchup from your perspective. Well, you know, the things came out of that um you know number one you know having that big lead in the uh, at halftime um you know able to uh able to move the football and able to stop them um you know in in the first half you, you know that's that's a positive right there and then uh you know coming into the second half 
um, having them, you know, battle back and tie the game, um, and then, uh, you know, us being able to go into overtime and, and, and get the win, um, you know, says a lot about our, about our football team. Um, you know, as, as we were weathering the storm, um, on, on Gwyn's, uh, furious comeback on us, you know, we didn't tuck our tails. We kept fighting. We we're able to, you know, able to get into overtime and, uh, you know, and, and get that win. So the way we handle that inver- adversity is, you know, my hat's off to our kids. Yeah, Gwyn was able to adjust some things. What was it that helped him get back in the game, and what did you guys do to counter? Well, you know, they threw the football on us. Um, you know, we've got a, a young defensive backfield. Um, they've got a really good quarterback. They've got some nice, uh, some nice young uh, um, athletes that can uh, catch some passes. They practice it a lot. We don't see it a lot. Um, you know, the, the whole passing game, but uh, they were able to... Uh, when they needed a play, they were able to put it in the air and uh, and and get what they needed, and uh, and uh, we were, uh, you know, we were we were they had us on our heels. We were back on our heels. Coach, let's talk about this week in practice. What have you guys addressed? How's it been going? Well, it's been a good week of practice. Um, you know, we put some, and I'll, I'll use the word incentive. You know, we put some incentive in on our uh, defensive backfield. Um, you know, we know that's a part of our game that uh, we really need to fix. We really need to focus on. Um, teams are adjusting their offenses to the fact that, you know, we don't defend the pass very well. So, you know, of course, we, we put a premium on that during practice. And, and you know, we've had a good couple couple a really good couple days of defensive practice now with that added incentive in there. Well, Coach, let's talk about West Iron County. You've got them coming to town tonight. It always seems to be a good one when your teams meet up. You know, it's becoming one of those, uh, you know, we've got our rivalry with uh, Westwood and we've got our rivalry with Nagani, you know, Marquette County teams, and uh, this is becoming a rivalry. Um, you know, now that we're in the Westpac together, you know, and, and this goes back a few years, um, you, know, we get, you know, we've seen them in the playoffs a few times. Um, you know, they're a well-coached football team, Coach Baruti and his staff. They, they've, got a, they've got a great program up there. Um, they have, you know, big offensive linemen, big defensive linemen. They have good, skilled kids. Um, you know, typically West Iron County has got some of the fastest kids in the UP when it comes to, you know, when it comes to track and sprinting. So we're, you know, you know we're, we're in for a battle. Now, the first meeting last year during the regular season, you seemed to handle them, and the second meeting was a little bit closer, but you ended up shutting them out. Tell me what you learned from those two matchups. Well, you know, those two matchups there, you know, you know, number one, you know, they're a good football team. And uh, they, they, they come at you, they come at you hard. Um, you know, they, they run a power style, um, a wing T style offense, and, uh, you know, we're going to see – you know, we're going to see trap. We're going to see, uh, you know, some power sweeps. We're going to see some ice. You know, we're going to see some passing. Um, you know, they're they're just they're just a well coached football team, and uh, you know they're they're going to come at us hard. You mentioned that they've got the size, the speed. Do any players individually jump out at you on film? You know, we've got a two year starting quarterback. Um, um, that's uh, that's good. Can can throw the ball well. Um, you know, good good leadership. Um, They've got a, a tailback. Uh, one of their coaches' son, uh, Nate Thompson, he uh, he gets a lot of yards out of that tailback and out of the slot back position. And uh, um, they've 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 got some, uh, you know, they've got some speed in that backfield. Are they pretty much a run first team, or will they air it out a little bit? They're a run first team. You know, first and foremost, they're going to try and establish their run game. Um, you know, I've got a you know we've watched a couple films on them, and and they're not they're they're not afraid to throw it. 
Um, they're not uh, they're not like Gwyn, you know, where they're going to throw the ball 47 times, uh, you know, in in a game. But uh, they're not afraid to air it out, and uh, you know, they they will throw their share of passes. But you know, first and foremost, they're going to try and establish their run game. How about on the defensive end? What do they look like? Defensively, they're 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 once again they're they're big and strong on the on the front line. Um, good linebacker play. They like to blitz their linebackers. Um, you know, so they're going to try and keep us off balance with that. So you know, we've been preparing for that, and uh, you know, so you know, just a, a, t- a typical coming at you defense. Do they have a pretty deep roster? They got a lot of kids that are playing both ways. Um, they've got looking at their roster. They got just under thirty kids, all juniors and seniors. They don't have any youngsters up there. Um, you know, so they've got uh, they got some depth. So, what does a game like this come down to, Coach? What do you guys need to do on your side of the ball? Well, again, control uh, control the line of scrimmage. You know, we have to be physical. We have to uh, you know be able to establish our run game and stop their run game. So that's going to require us to be physical, be disciplined. And uh, you know, and, and just play our our hematite football. Well, coach, six weeks into the year, you're four and two. You mentioned that the pass defense is something you want to improve on. What do you like about your team six games in? You know, I like the fact that you know we've been down at halftime. We've been able to battle back. We've been up at halftime, and uh, you know we gave up a lead. I, you know, I like the fact that we handle adversity. I like the fact that you know we have leadership that doesn't tuck their tail tuck their tails and, and says, well, this one's over with. I, I like the fact that we fight until the end and that we have that I-want-to-win mentality. Three games left, two wins secures you a playoff spot, still very much in play. Is that your main source of motivation going forward, or is there something else at work? Well, you know, that's been our goal since day one is to win, you know, of course get into the playoffs, and that's going to be winning one game at a time. So, so yeah, that, that's one of our goals. You know, we, we want to get that playoff bid. George Nemi is the head football coach at Ishpeming, his team taking on West Iron in Week 7. Appreciate the time as always, George. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Hey, thanks, Tanner. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Your business is unlike any other. That's why at MBank, our business banking team works with you one-on-one to design personalized savings and lending solutions for your business's unique needs. We're here to help your business run efficiently today and build for an even stronger tomorrow. Set your business up for success with MBank. We're here to help you find the right solution. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redmen football with head coach Eric Mason as his team gets set to welcome a nominee for Week 7. Coach, we get to the back end of the regular season. Your team's sitting 2-4, and four, coming off a tough one against Alpena last week. What's the mentality like? Well, that, they, this, all, this entire week they, they've seemed uh, pretty, up, uh, pretty upbeat. I mean, obviously we're disappointed um, with the result on Friday, but... Uh, you know they played a very good game, and that's what we've been kind of reinforcing to them all week is that uh, they played well. And unfortunately, sometimes the other team just makes one more play than you do. And so we're we're pretty positive and, and ready to go. And 
we've still got a lot to play for, and uh, we're we're looking forward to Friday. You've said to me before that this has been a really good team as far as practices this year, and that's been something that hasn't quite been there in the past with teams you've coached. Did you feel that way again this week? I did. Yeah, this this team uh, again, our senior leadership, uh, you know, shows, and we've got kids that. Uh, you know, they're believing in themselves, and again, the last two weeks have been, you know, close games. Uh, unfortunately, we we got to figure a way, as you know, you always hear, is you got to you got to find ways to learn how to win, and that's I think where we're at right now is we're playing well. We just got to get to step our level up and uh, get to where we expect to win, and you know, from there things will start getting better. But uh, the kids are working hard, and I think they're. You know, their focus is there, so I'm expecting them to respond on Friday. What's the biggest thing that you want to see out of your team here in the final three weeks of the regular season? Uh, I think it's week in and week out. It's just the effort. Uh, just, you know, come out, and, and again, this last week, um, although we didn't get the result we wanted, we played till the end, uh, and that's that's what you look for with your team is they control the attitude and the effort, and, you know, the rest of the things are going to, you know, are going to work out the way they work out. I mean, I think I've said many times, you know, the other team's trying to win too. And, you know, you just got to fight through some adversity at times. And, you know, we're we're a play here, a play there from, you know, a couple of wins. So we just got to keep, you know, staying positive and we can still, you know, got some things with the conference uh, still up in the air. So we've got some things to play for. And, and I think the kids understand that. And, Obviously, if they don't understand it, they're going to hear it. So we'll just see what uh, happens in the next uh, few weeks. Your passing game's been a strength for you all season long. Are you starting to feel like you're getting the running game about where it should be, too? Yeah, absolutely. Last week, uh, we ran for 190 yards and, uh, you know, against a very good uh, Alpina defense. So we're we're actually, with you when you look at the uh, statistics, I mean, we... We had 450 total yards. Uh, we split. Uh, we had 30 runs and 35 pass attempts, and you know we're pretty balanced. And again, with those kind of fact, you know, with those kind of stats, you, you know, if you were to tell me that before the game and ask me what well, what do you think happened, I'd have said we'd have won. Unfortunately, again, when they, you know Alpina made one more play than we did, and uh, we gotta we gotta be the team to make that play, and also the team to uh, keep the other team from making those plays. Coach, how about your guys in the trenches? Do you feel they are playing about where they should be for Week 7, or do they have another step they can take? They have another step they can take. Um, at the beginning of the year, you know, we knew we had an inexperienced group with only one returning lineman. Uh, however, they've made great strides. Uh, you know, we're pretty solid the last couple of weeks with uh, who we've got playing. You know, it took a couple of weeks just to figure out who fit where and, and who complemented who on the line. And, you know, the last couple of weeks we've we've had the same five, which I think has helped us, you know, communication-wise and understanding what your partner's doing and with double teams and things of that nature. So I think we're, we're definitely, you know, closing in on it. And, you know, the kids still have another le- level they can get to, and they've worked hard this week. So I can't ask anything more from them than that effort. Well, Coach, you talked about still having something to play for as far as the conference goes. You have a conference game coming up this weekend when a good Menominee team comes to town. Tell me about that squad. Um, they're just, as you said, they're good year in and year out. Um, you know, they've been, uh, 
Um, you know, they don't have a whole lot of players this year. I think Coach Noah told me they're sitting right around 23, 24. And, you know, they're, I think they, they've got a couple of losses, uh, one to uh, a very good uh, year-in-and-year-out Kakana team in Wisconsin, and then they lost last week to Escanaba. So, you know, they're, they, they've got some real good athletes, uh, you know, both sides of the ball. And just as it is year in and year out with, with Menominee, you got to come out, play hard. It's going to be a physical game. Um, the weather looks like it's not going to be the most favorable, but we got to overcome that and just show up ready to play. Well, Coach, last year you played them in Week 9. You were 4-4 four and four going into that game, a chance to put yourself in a position to get in that large bid for the playoffs and win the conference outright. They beat you 32-14 in that game. Is that in the back of the minds of your players? Is it somewhat of a revenge game in that sense? Well, I think you always look for things to, you know, as a coach, you always look for things like that to, you know, get your kids a little more excited. Um, when you say the conference, uh Unfortunately, I was made aware this week that we haven't uh, won the conference outright since 1976. So I explained that to the kids. I mean, we just we have a lot to play for here on these final three games, as they're all conference games. And Menominee right now is the team in front of us on Friday, so we got to focus on them first. Um, and you know, again, they're going to come. They're going to play hard. They always do. They're well coached, and you know, they just they give you fits every week. But uh, last year was tough. Uh, that was a very tough game, uh, you know, to lose because, like you said, we had a lot riding on that, and to come out on the the losing end uh, definitely stings. But uh, hopefully, our kids remember that and respond better uh, this year. Looking at them on film, what jumps out at you? Well, they're, you know, the the single wing. I mean, it's, I'm from Escanaba, so I'm used to seeing that every year and then coming to Marquette and, and continuing to see it. But, uh, they've got two, uh, real good, uh, skilled kids that, you know, stand out on film. Uh, both are in the backfield. Uh, the funny thing with Menominee is they, they seem to always number their, their, their kids. Uh, there's a, a select few numbers that they give these kids and they're not hard to pick out. It's, 20 and 21 in the backfield and one uh 20's got a it's got good speed 21's more of their uh you know run it up the middle ice kind of a player and 20 has got a good arm and is able to throw the ball but you know Menominee just they've been running that offense for so many darn years and they have it down to a science obviously and you just got to be disciplined on defense. And again, you got to match their physicality uh, all the way around in all aspects of the game. Are they run heavy, pass heavy, or pretty balanced? Um, I would consider them more run heavy. Uh, I think uh, Coach Noah would rather uh, run the football. Um, they cannot, you know, if if you end up, uh, you know, coming up and matching that intensity and being able to stop the run, obviously they can throw the ball, but. For the most part, they want to run, and uh, you know they're they're going to base you know their their idea is to get more blockers to the point of attack than you have defenders, and just line up and you know basically tell you you stop us, see what you can do. Is size, speed, anything like that a strength for them? Um, I wouldn't say either one of those this year, especially the the speed. Now the the two kids in the backfield are obviously. Um, they've got good speed, and we've seen uh, them in the in the past. You know, 
playing them through freshman and, and JV years, and then last year at the varsity. But uh, our kids, uh, speed-wise, I think match up with them on the line. Uh, it doesn't. There's no glaring advantage there, or no glaring size. So you know, again, I, I think they're well coached, and, and it's going to come down to which team, you know, which team is ready to play on Friday, and which team gets off to the the best start. Coach, how about on the defensive end? What does Menominee look like? Um, again, the the two kids that I just mentioned are, are strong back there. One's a right now he's playing middle backer, and the other's a safety, and they cover a lot of ground. Um, Menominee's notoriously a well-disciplined uh, team. They play well, uh, you know, in all aspects of their, their defense. They all get to the ball, and they're physical. Um, that's one thing that you can always count on with a Menominee team is the fact they're going to be physical, they're going to come, and they're going to hit you, and you got to be ready for that and, and respond to it appropriately. Well, Coach, you talked about some things that need to go right for whoever wins the game on Friday. What does your team need to do? What do you guys need to do to take care of business? Well, looking at it right now, and our unfortunately our weather forecast looks like uh, this nice this nice week. Uh, excuse me, this nice week is going to end here today. Um, it's been beautiful, so you know when you get those type of conditions, you got to line up. We got to be able to run the ball, um, run the ball early, get off to a to a fast start. You know our kids. You know we got to get them some confidence. Uh, and it, again, it's it just it's it just with teams, you got to get them into that mindset or that frame of mind that uh you know they can do this they can win uh why not them uh, you know those type of things and if you can get them to believe in themselves and and you know just continue to move forward we'll be fine we got the athletic ability we got the talent so right now it's just attitude in my opinion eric mason is the head football coach at marquette his team takes on menominee in week seven appreciate the time as always coach best of luck we'll talk soon Okay, thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. Football season is an exciting time, and from first downs to touchdowns, it's all about teamwork. I'm E.J. Kostriva, Regional President of First Bank, and our teams in Marquette and Ishpeming are ready to assist you with your banking needs. From a commercial loan to a checking account to a mortgage product, we have a full lineup of products and services with all the conveniences to match. Yes, it's that time of the year. Football is in the air, and First Bank wants to be on your team. Stop in and let's chat. First Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. First-Bank.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk win Model Towner football with head coach Dion Brown as his team gets set to take on Norway. Well, Coach, last week your team with a good comeback effort got it to overtime against Ishpeming, falls short 36-30. It looked like you were having success with the passing game against them. Yeah, uh, that's what we've seen on film. We've seen uh, Westwood was able to take advantage of the passing game, Nagani, uh, a few other teams earlier in the year, like I think it was Norway, so we knew going in that, you know, that was one of the things that we was going to, we was going to be able to do and get against those guys. 
Uh, unfortunately, we came up a little bit short. Um, great, great second half, horrible first half. What you guys adjust at halftime to help you get back into it? Uh, nothing really. Nothing really at all. Um, I told the guys, I said, hey, you know, you guys go in there and think about it for a minute because we had three first-half turnovers that pretty much led to, I think, 16 or 24 points for them. And that's why we was down 30 to 8. 30 to eight. So I just told them as they was coming back uh, on the field, I said, hey, listen, they really haven't done anything offensively that we know that, that's been hurting us. It's just turnovers, turnovers in the red zone. And um, I said, hey, Let's go out here. Let's play a second half. Just don't turn the ball over. And I said, I guarantee you, we get back in this game. And that's what we did. Well, you got an excellent quarterback performance from Caleb Anderson. If you could speak to his play on Friday. Oh, it was it was it was good. Um, he could have been a little bit better in that first half because you know he was <laughs> out of the three turnovers he had accounted for two of them. You know, just a bad pass across the middle, like forty yard bomb he tried to throw which he had his flat player wide open, and then just a, a, a just a dumb fumble that he had up the middle. But the second half, he played unbelievable. You know, he's one of those guys, he, he sees the defense, but sometimes he gets a little greedy. And I tell him that all the time, you know, check downs, is, it's always open. You know, especially against Ishmael, it was there, because they was taking away, trying to take away a lot of our deep passes. So, but he, 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 he's been phenomenal all year. It's just, our thing is we've been getting into a hole or we'll find some dumb play that'll screw us up. Well, Coach, tell me about this week of practice as you gear up for Week 7 in Norway. Oh, it's, it's been the same. It's been the same. Um, good practice Monday, great practice Tuesday, and okay practice yesterday. Uh, but the kids are still having fun. And, man, we're just trying to get that, that first win. <laughs> you know, we've came close all year. But I think we could get this one and uh, – you know, stop this losing streak. A really fun game when you played Norway last year, 26-21 win for your guys. What do you remember from that matchup? That uh, They took away our run early in the first half, so then we went to um, a lot of RPOs in the fourth quarter, and uh, Tucker blew it open in the second, uh, in that fourth quarter. I mean, he had two long touchdowns, and Austin Forbes was able to hit him. And uh, we created some turnovers. You know, a lot of games come down to turnovers and big plays. And that's what happened in that game in that fourth quarter. Norway's got a unique style of offense they run. What goes into their scheme? Oh, uh, it's 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 a it's a wing T team, but they usually take those wings instead of having those wings outside the tight end. They have them inside, so um, that's more I think to get try to get the counters underneath or you know to release those backs out of the backfield. But it's really the same thing. It's waggle. I mean, they come with trap a lot. Uh, really good tight end at number 80. He's pretty good. He's probably the best in the conference. Uh, and he, he's been playing a, two crossover games, but he's a big guy. They want to try to get him into uh, space or get him some one-on-ones with smaller defensive backs. Um, so, you know, he's a, they're a pretty good team. They, they kind of similar to us. Um, been into, been into a lot of close games, but it's just unfortunately for them, turnovers or big plays. And that's really what I've seen on film. What is it about their tight end number 80 that makes them so dynamic? Is it size, speed, a combination? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much everything. Everything. Um, physical off the line, uh, can go up and get the ball, uh, runs good routes, um, can block good for them. I see they always line them up to their right side. Uh, they run a lot of waggle with him. 
Uh, then when they go to four wide receivers, they split you out. You know, they try to motion away from him for they can try to get the one-on-one. Uh, so they do a lot of creative things to get him the ball, which, you know what I mean, when you got a dynamic player like that, you should. Are they a team that will take a few shots downfield, or are they pretty much yes, underneath? Yes, yes. No, they, they'll take a few shots downfield. They they like trying to get the big plays with him. Uh, quarterback loves to pump the ball downfield, which, I mean, when you go four wide receivers, you can, you can do that. Then you see if they ground and pound game, game ain't working, uh, they'll try to come across the middle with the waggle with number nine as well, with number 80. They like to try to leak those backs out of the backfield. 20 is kind of sneaky. You know, he usually come in motion, but then he'll stop. But sometimes you'll see him running a wheel out. So we just got to prepare for all those things which we have, and uh, hopefully it, you know, turn out our way Friday. Are they a pass-first team, or are they pretty balanced? No, they're pretty pretty, pretty balanced, but more than likely you see more run. Um, these past two games, you know, they've just been trying to seem like they've just been trying to get something going, and it's been mostly run, heavy run. So that's what we got to prepare for, but we also got to watch the play action as well because, you know, what's coming up after that is waggle. Is size, speed, anything like that a strength for them? No, not really. Uh, not really. Probably we're gonna be probably the biggest team <laughs> again that we face. Uh, they they got some decent size, nice quarterback that can throw the ball, big running backs that run hard. So it ain't nothing that we've seen in it. Um, you know, seen that's like you know scary or anything. We just got to go out there and play football and have fun. Defensively, what kind of scheme is Norway run? Oh, it's <laughs> they they all over the place. I mean, Sometimes they give you a 40. Sometimes they give you a 50. They're the only team there, I think, in the conference that probably throw a six front at you. So you got to prepare for everything when you play against Norway. And that's how it's always been. Even though they got a new coach, um, they, they still hit you with all types of different schemes. Different schemes. Uh, a lot of delayed linebacker blitzing from number 54. So, you know, those little things that you – that you've seen in previous years, nothing really changed with those, with those guys, even though they have a new coach. Are they a deep team, or do they have a lot of kids playing both ways? A lot of kids playing both ways. You see that. I think the roster was about 21. Uh, so everybody pretty much got about from eight, ranging from about 18 to 25. So about the same number of kids. Coach, in your mind, what does this game come down to? What do you guys need to do to get a win on Friday? Just don't turn the ball over. That's been our biggest thing. Don't turn the ball over and just don't make that critical mistake in the fourth quarter. Those two things. If we can do that, I promise you we can win. It's just like every week it's, 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 it's the same thing. You know, it's just like last week. We, we built ourselves a hole in the, in the first half, and it was down 38 at halftime, but then when we played – you know, I think we held them to forty some yards of total offense in the second half. We could play. It's just the young, dumb mistakes that we're making. That's all. Deion Brown is a head football coach at Gwynn. His team welcomes Norway for week seven of the high school football season. Appreciate the time as always, Deion. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's take a time out more after this on ESPN UP. At Embers Credit Union, we believe in the UP, so we're helping everyone take their outdoor adventures to the next level. Now's the time to get a great loan rate on an ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, or camper. Come talk with an Embers Credit Union loan officer in Marquette, Nagani, Munising, or Trinary. We're here to deliver solid financial advice. Check us out online at embers.org. 
member NCUA and Equal Housing Lender. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Now you can combine Big Boy's Big Goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food, the room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Pouring it on, golf changes, and to your health, your mental health. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Hi again, everyone. I'm John Johnson, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. The two-time defending individual champion in Division I girls cross country in the Upper Peninsula, Nagani's Emily Papoor, is off to another great start this season. She set a meet record at the Tracy Strom Invitational in Ishwaming a couple of weeks ago with a 19.29, and then last Saturday, running in the prestigious Division I field at the always tough Portage Invitational. She trimmed nearly a minute off of that time for a personal best 18.31 and finished ninth against a field of the best Lower Peninsula runners coming from schools two to six times the size of Dagani, but it almost didn't happen, as an illness nearly forced her to the sideline this season. We weren't sure what sickness I had, we kind of thought it was mono for a while, so they didn't want me running on it. Having that thought go through my mind that I wasn't going to be able to run for the rest of the season and I wasn't going to be able to finish my senior year, and then like, I guess I take it for granted sometimes, and it made me realize how lucky I am to be able to run and use my guess, I guess. Papoor led her school to the Division I girls track crown in the UP last year, and she swept the 800, 1600, and 3200 meter races. You can read more about Emily Papoor on the second half page of the MHSCA website. Our This Week game balls go out to Caden Curry of Martin, who rushed for 251 yards and five touchdowns to lead the Clippers to a win last week over Bridgman in eight-player football, and the girls' tennis team at Marquette, which ended the five-year reign of Nagani by winning the Upper Peninsula Division I girls' tennis crown last week, capturing two singles and two double flights along the way. Back with more in a moment, you're listening to This Week in High School Sports. Need money for college? You need my student aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash mistudentaid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with Sam Davis. Even though golf rules are mostly on the integrity of the players, there are several MHSAA enacted changes that take effect this year. One allows for the use of cell phones to call a coach or meet administrator for health and safety issues, the inputting of live scores, to contact the rules officials with questions, and to use as a distance measuring device. Dedicated distance finder devices will also be allowed for use in MHSAA tournament play. Another new local rule caps the maximum score per hole at 12 strokes in tournament activity. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Visit the MHSAA website now to register. 
Nowadays, when we talk about the health and safety of young people in high school sports, we're touching on topics much more diverse than when any of us played 20, 30, 40, or 50 years ago. Of late, concussions have occupied a lot of our attention, but there's growing concern nationally about the mental health of our young people playing the games. It's something that's getting more and more attention. The MHSEA was a sponsor just this week to a conference which drew over 600 student-athletes to Lansing to discuss the bevy of mental health issues that are now out there. And in its preseason rules meetings for coaches in all sports, the MHSEA is including a message from the Be Nice initiative of the Mental Health Foundation of West Michigan. The Be Nice messaging includes some star power behind it with coaches from Michigan State and the University of Michigan, Tom Izzo, Mark D'Antonio, Carol Hutchins, and Jim Harbaugh. And former Detroit Lions quarterback Eric Hippel is on board. He's a nationally known advocate for mental health issues. Now, we're not telling you anything new when we say that kids are under all kinds of pressures these days. Student-athletes also bear additional pressures that represent what the out-of-control world of athletics has become. What we've seen happen and heard stories of from many high-profile athletes is taking place every day, right in front of us, and we don't even know it's happening. And it's not a stretch to say where it starts. The number one reason kids play high school sports is because it's fun. And the number one reason they get out or burn out is that it stopped being fun. We need to do everything we can to keep making these games fun for kids and keep them engaged for as long as we can in a positive, healthy way. Be Nice and similar programs give us things to watch for in our student-athletes. How much different than looking for the telltale signs of concussion? And how important it is to respond, respond quickly, and literally save a young person's life. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm John Johnson. We'll see you next time.